listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello, and welcome back to On the Couch with Carly. This is season three, and I have got a very different season for you this time. And that is because I am no longer in studio. I am recording this at home using my own microphone and I'm going to be uh, editing it myself. And so please bear with me. I don't think it's going to sound as professional as the last two seasons did. Um, and that the reason for that is that I would like to be able to um, record the podcast and get it out much quicker than what I've been able to manage thus far. And so um, what I'm really hoping for for this season is that I can get out weekly podcasts to you and so that you can really start to come to depend on these sessions and engage with them more. Um, so please excuse the sound quality if it's not what you remember from previous seasons. Right, so this um, season is also going to be specific in that it's got one theme. And um, the reason for that is that I am pregnant and I'm going to be having my second baby on uh, in February of 2023. And so... I have decided that I'm going to chronicle my experience um, in this format and uh, without going into too much personal detail because as I've mentioned before, I'm a psychologist, I don't disclose too much about my own personal life. But the reason being is that I do wish to share my experiences in such a way that it will help normalize other people's experiences who might be experiencing um, similar things at this particular stage in their life. So I, before we start, I just want to put out a few trigger warnings um, or just warnings in general about the content of this, of these episodes. So firstly, I just want to say I recognize that there are people um, who are currently trying for a baby, struggling with infertility, um, perhaps you've experienced pregnancy loss, um, miscarriage, and I just want to acknowledge that this can be really, really hard and hearing about other people's pregnancies um, and experiences of, of having babies can be incredibly triggering and very difficult to hear. So I want you to think very carefully about whether you need to engage with this. If it's something that you feel is um, too triggering or too difficult, then you know, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. And this is a warning that this is maybe not the, the, the content that you're that you need to be listening to right now. Um, also, just to say that I don't believe that being pregnant and having babies is the only valid experience, and that there are many people who choose not to have babies and choose not to become parents. And that is an incredibly valid choice. I would never um, expect anyone to, to feel that they should be pressured into making these decisions because somehow it's superior to be a parent than to be a non-parent. Um, so what I'm saying by that is I'm speaking to a very specific population, a very, a very specific audience. And that is, this series is really for people who are interested in pregnancy and, 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 and child rearing um, babies. And um, hopefully what I, what I really aim to do is to provide 
information about the emotional and psychological landscape of having a baby. Um, through my own experience and through discussions with other parents, I hope to just provide more information to those who are interested in learning about this particular life, um, if these particular life events or these particular phenomena in the life cycle. Um, so it is very specific, it's very narrow, very narrow focus, um, but it's only going to be a temporary thing because, you know, I'm only going to be pregnant and on maternity leave for so long. So essentially what I want to be able to start with is just grounding us in the idea that um, that there, there are certain emotions that are involved um, at, in these particular stages of, of a life cycle. And the more we know about the sort of variability, the sort of um, range of experiences that are likely, the, the less alone we'll feel when we experience one of those in our own selves. So um, I thought I would just talk to these things and, and, and talk generally about my experiences and what I've read and what I've seen in my work and with, you know, knowing other parents. Um, but also I encourage you to please write in and answer questions, sorry, ask questions um, and really, you know, be, you know, if you have specific requests or specific um ideas that you'd like me to to expand on um please please share those with me and write in and and, and i'd love for this to be a kind of conversation where we where you engage with it as well um i also just want to put a disclaimer that i am by no means a pregnancy expert i'm also not a baby expert i'm not in a position to give advice about what is best to do um, with your body from a medical perspective or um, with your baby. Um, my job is simply as a psychologist, my interest is simply in um, adult psychological development, so the adult psyche. And so what I'm interested in is speaking to and making sense of what it is to be a human adult experiencing these particular experiences and how that affects us emotionally and psychologically um, and how we need to uh, adjust and adapt to these changes in our in our life and um, I also think it's really important to recognize that although my experience is obviously as a cishet woman that means a, a cisgender as in you know my, I'm not a I'm not a transgender uh, and I am a hetero a heteronormative individual so I just want to clarify that because it's coming it's this all this information is being born out of my own experience my own subjective experience um, but also those of my clients which are predominantly um, hetero as well um, but not exclusively I just thought it's important to say that there might be a bias with regards to that so I welcome um, other voices other stories other narratives that are more inclusive of the diverse range of gender expression 
And I really would love to hear from every kind of person out there and love to hear your stories and how your stories differ or are the same or what particular things you've had to manage that I would never even know about. Um, So please understand that my ignorance is not something I wish to maintain. It just is, is what it is. So if I say something that feels like it is limited or uh, comes from a narrow perspective, it's because I am limited in my perspective. And I, and I'm, and I'm, but I'm really curious and open and I would love to hear from everyone. So help me expand my perspective. Um, that would be great. I also just want to say that as a woman, I'm going to speak predominantly to a female experience, to a woman's experience of these things. Um, But that doesn't mean that I don't think uh, men, fathers, would benefit from hearing these episodes. So if you are listening and you're a man, don't go, okay, that's it, I'm done. I'm not ever going to need to hear this. This has got nothing to do with me. That's not the case. If you're a man and you're planning to have a baby or are a parent yourself, um, these conversations are really important to have, for you to be a part of as well because um, it's it's helpful to understand what goes on in your partner's body. It, it's helpful to understand and be empathic and compassionate towards the experience of your partner. Um, and yeah, so I really want to encourage everyone to to listen, even if it might not be exactly what you you thought um, was relevant to you. So that's about it in terms of my introduction. Um, This first episode, I think we're just going to talk very, very basically about um, my choice as a psychologist in what I'm doing with my maternity leave, as it is quite unique and I thought it would be worth exploring. And so... um, what I have done, which is very, very different from anyone I've ever spoken to, is that I have, I have told all my clients that I am going on maternity leave at the end of 2020, so December 15th is my last day of work, and that I'll be on maternity leave. But what is different about my story is that I am not giving anyone a return date. I'm not saying I'll be back in six months, I'll be back in four months, this is the date I will return you can expect me um, to be back at this point. And the reason for that is that I have hindsight. I experienced a maternity leave before, and in that particular instance, I told everyone I was taking off six months and I had a date in mind for when I was returning, and I told everyone I would contact them when I came back. And when it was time for me to return, I contacted everyone, and even though there were people that had been devastated to see me go and were really, really emotional and distressed when I left and who some of them begged me to stay or to come back sooner or were very, very fearful of how they would survive for six months without me. When it came to actually returning to work, I would say, I sent out emails to say, you know, here are your appointments and only about 20% of people that I had seen prior to my maternity leave actually even replied to my email and only about 10% of people actually came back to regular sessions. And what that taught me was that I was 
I was behaving as if there were all these individuals needing me in such a way that I had to come back quickly. I had to return for them and I was beholden to them because there was this great need. And I'm not saying that there wasn't a need and perhaps there were all sorts of reasons why they didn't communicate with me after I returned. But as a new mother, I do think that that experience of being needed and um, that experience of wanting to return because I felt beholden to others did impact on my decision to return to work. And um, perhaps, I don't know, it may not be the case, perhaps I would have had a longer maternity leave or I would have felt different on my maternity leave if I hadn't had that experience. And so I have decided this time to not put that kind of pressure on myself, but also to not set up my clients to be in a state of waiting because I think waiting is really hard and although I can't control what people do and how people respond to the news that I am leaving and that I will not be giving them a date and that I will let them know when I come back to to work again but it will not be a, a you know a pre-decided date I can't control that they're not going to wait for me right it's possible that some people will choose to wait for me nevertheless but I can encourage them to not. I can encourage them to find another therapist. I can encourage them to, to be responsible for taking care of their needs separate from our relationship. And that is simply so that there isn't that sense of beholden, but being beholding, beholden, sorry. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're waiting for me to come back so that they can take care of their mental health again. I want everyone that I work with to go through a process of, of letting go of me and learning how to take care of themselves. And that may include um, providing people with names and um, checking in with my, my colleagues to see who could take them on. Um, obviously, for certain clients, there are such issues that they, I do need to um, make sure that they have someone immediately to, to, to look after them after I leave. And, and so in those cases, they, there would be no expectation that I would return to being their therapist because they would need to see someone else straight away. And, they, and the best thing to do would be for them to find someone that they can form a long-lasting relationship with. So that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. And... Um, and it's, it's quite a massive change from what I did before um, and from what other people are doing. And the reason I'm doing it also is for myself to be offered, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to offer myself space and time. And I think space and time are probably the two most valuable, I don't I guess it's not commodities, but one could say commodities, right? we have limited space and time. And I think time we can almost, you know, we can quantify, but space, space for ourselves, space to connect with ourselves, space to process, space to reflect, space to reformulate and recalibrate. You know, when you have a baby, everything changes to some degree. Nothing is the same. And I really want to give myself the opportunity to decide from a place of informed and um, 
fresh I guess fresh might not be the right word but from a from a from a fresh perspective from knowing that the person I am today doesn't know what I need and won't be able to predict what I need in six months time in seven months time in eight months time in ten months time you know and I've got to almost it's almost an empowering thing I've got to make space for myself to to be able to come from a place of um, empowerment at that stage where I can decide then given who I am now given what my needs are now what are my choices going to be now I absolutely know that this is the most privileged position I mean not many people get to (laughs) not many people get to choose first of all how long their maternity leave is going to be now remember when I go on maternity leave I'm not getting paid so I've got to save up I've got to use support from 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 elsewhere um to be able to financially manage this decision, right? Which is the biggest, I would say the biggest part of this thing, which is can I do this financially? And of course, to do, you know, when you have got the financial means, it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, but I just, I just want to acknowledge that, that that is, that is my absolute fortune and privilege to be able to do this. I do know that there's a lot of people who are in that position financially who don't make that decision or don't know that it's okay to make a decision that is that prioritizes their their own process and their own ability to grow and decide and make sense of things in an unfolding way. So I hope that what I that by hearing this you'll hear that Number one, thinking about postpartum when you're pregnant is really important. Thinking about your maternity leave, how long it's going to be, whether it's going to be paid or unpaid, whether you're going to take paid leave or unpaid leave on top of that, um, who's there to support you financially, what does it mean to be financially supported in order to take time for yourself to heal and, and figure out who you are and what you want. Um, and if you could, what would you do? You know, if you could design and curate your own kind of maternity leave, what would that look like? And I think even if you can't, and I know that's kind of a sucky alternative is, well, I only get what I get. Perhaps as a thought experiment, it might be useful to just sort of tap in and ask yourself, what would I do if I had the choice? What would I do if this was up to me? And not because I'm, I want you to feel frustrated by the fact that you don't have the freedom to do that, but simply to be able to identify your needs in the situation, to, to honor your own feelings and your own experience. Because although not everyone is as fortunate as me to be able to curate how it's going to look, I do think that the process of asking yourself, what do you think you'll need, is important. And partly what I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm going to need. And I want to give myself space to figure that out. And that may not look like you taking as much maternity leave as you want, but it 
But if you if you just set that intention, I think that will be a really useful way for you to approach pregnancy and postpartum, which is I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what I'm going to experience. It is unknown. It's scary to face an unknown future. Acknowledge how scary it is. And then also ask yourself, can I grant myself permission to be in the unknown? Can I grant myself permission to take space and time for myself to figure out what my needs are and what might I want to prioritize and what might be important for me. And I think why this is so important is when we're pregnant and particularly after the baby's born, the focus is so heavily on the baby. It's all about the baby. I mean, your pregnancy is all about buying things for the baby. What will the baby look like? What will the baby need? You know, and then the baby gets born and everybody else is very focused on the baby. How, how, does, how much does the baby weigh? How is the baby feeding? How is the baby sleeping? And there's very little space and very little priority and there's very little focus on the mother. And I want to just show you that it, through this through the season of, of podcasts, I want you to hear that the golden thread through all of it is prioritizing the needs of the mother. So every episode we're going to talk about, okay, at this stage, this is what we should be thinking about in terms of prioritizing you. What does it feel like? What does it mean for you? What are you experiencing? What do you need? Those are the questions I'm going to ask you repeatedly. And it's really, really important that even if you don't know the answer, that what at the very least you would give yourself space to just ask the question. And, and that's really what my maternity leave is about for me. So in your own way, wherever you are on your journey, I want you to do that for yourself. I want you to stop after this podcast and I want you to think about something in your future, something to do with maybe the journey of pregnancy and postpartum, maybe not. Maybe you're listening and you're, you actually are not in that, on that journey at all. But I want you to think about giving yourself permission to take space and time and not have to have it figured out. To know that when we are in an unfolding um, experience, when something is transforming and we're in the middle of it, we're in the midst of transformation, we cannot always know ourselves 100% because we're changing, we're evolving. And that may be true at all times, but the but the hardest thing to do is to be okay with not knowing and to be okay with not being able to give a definitive answer. And in those moments to just be allowing of the, the unknown, allowing of the mystery in a way, letting the, the experience unfold, surrendering, if you will, to the experience and giving yourself permission to, to take space and time to reflect and to ask yourself, what do I need? That's all for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please send in questions or queries. Um, you can email me at carly at onthecouchwithcarly.com. 
you can email me at kaliabramovitz at gmail.com. You can um, DM me on Instagram at on the couch with Kali. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much and take care. Bye bye. Thank you.